Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. First time I saw him, he had this magnetic charisma that you could feel across the gym. And you just thought, hey man, this guy's a star. And I'll do whatever it takes to look adversity in the face and spit in its eye. The wrestling world could never have imagined that an undersized football player from Cincinnati would revolutionize the business, ushering in a whole new era. Shut the hell up! Brian knew what the deal was, that they're going to screw him over, they're going to screw anybody over and how he could make that play for his own advantage. In an industry that depends on the illusion of reality, no one did more to blur the lines than Brian Pillman, who shattered wrestling's fourth wall. He was going against the script. This has never been done before. What are you doing? Easy. Pillman's over-the-top antics exposed the inner workings of the business, leveraging trade secrets to make the deal of a lifetime. That loose cannon gimmick, he just took it so far. A lot of people thought, oh man, it was too extreme. He didn't know where Brian started and his wrestling persona pinned it. Get him the hell out of here. He had a lot of troublesome relationships with women. My mom had had enough, and that kind of pushed her over the edge a little bit. He's being driven crazy at home. He's supposed to be crazy at work. And in between, he's probably really going crazy. On track to become a wrestling superstar at the price of his own sanity, his rise to the top was tragically cut short. I'm watching the pre-show for the pay-per-view. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some tragic news to report. I just screamed. He had a persona that he wanted to perpetuate, even if it killed him. Dark Side of the Ring, the brand new season kicks off with an episode all about Brian Pillman. It felt only right that I would have in conversation with me today, the man behind Crazy Like a Fox, the Brian Pillman story. I, I'm blessed to have this guy as a, a wonderful name drop in my life. Hey, he punched me in the bollocks once. <laughs> That's the thing that happened. Uh, Liam O'Rourke's with us. Liam, how are you doing? It's a pleasure to be here, Tom. Thank you for having me, and uh, good to talk to you again in the much better circumstances than the aforementioned... Punch in the bollocks that you gave yeah. me that time at a wrestling show <laughs> in Shrewsbury. Yeah, apology accepted, by the way. <laughs> fall out before we start. Uh, we've seen some early trails for the episode, the first episode of the series, which is all about Brian Pillman. Uh, there's a lovely shot that we've already seen. Uh, you, you, you shared this with me as well as I was seeing it. Uh, Jim Cornette and Jim Cornette's dog reading your book. Uh, is this at a milestone moment in your career, Liam? 
just to see the smile on Jim Cornette's face was was <laughs> nice as he was reading it was quite a moment. And and more importantly, the dog seemed to really be enjoying it in the background over his shoulder. So uh, now, nah, I mean, it's 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 cool to to have had an acknowledgement on the show because as I'm sure we'll get to, there was I was kind of a little bit involved, kind of, sort of, and obviously the book played a big role in, in this happening in the first place. So uh, very happy that there was a nod to the book. Now, what inspired you to, to write Crazy Like a Fox? So, honestly, it was the fact that, as I'm sure people are probably going to come to the conclusion after watching both episodes of Dark Side of the Ring on Brian Pillman, that the topic of Pillman is absolutely fascinating, and it's something that I've been studying for years and years anyway, um, for my own kind of just general interest. And then kind of the deeper and deeper and deeper I dug into the Pillman story, the more interesting I found it. And it was one of those where over the course of several years, I'd, I'd amassed this massive collection of notes. WWE had done a DVD on Pillman, but I, I wasn't particularly enamored with it because I knew that there was so much more of the story that probably needed to be told so that people kind of could actually contextualize why the Brian Pillman story is so interesting. And unfortunately, Time is a bit of a factor on DVDs and even TV shows, as we'll get to with Dark Side of the Ring, I'm sure, as well. You've only got a finite amount of time to tell the story. And I genuinely believed, after, after researching him, after talking to family members, after talking to his friends um, and people in the business and studying him as long as I did, I just believed that it's going to take a book, that, that what, what this needs is a book. And I didn't think that anybody else was going to do it. And I believe that because I'd done the research and I'd spoken to the right people, I thought that I was going to be able to put together something that told this story and told it effectively and told it the way that I thought it needed to be told. Now, what makes now for people who've read the book, they'll know the answer to this already. But for those who don't, what is it that makes Brian Pillman such a, a special part of wrestling history? So Pillman's Pillman's so unique in coming along at the time that he did. And he, he got into the business in 1986 and being an undersized guy. Now, obviously, it goes back to obviously pre-wrestling. He was a unique bird anyway. Obviously, people know a lot about the upbringing they know, kind of, sort of, that he was a, an undersized football player who made it to the NFL somehow, and that in itself is an incredible story. So you take this guy who was not a massive wrestling fan growing up, and he kind of gets thrust into the business because it naturally appeals to him. Therefore, when he finally gets into it, he looks at it through a different lens than everybody else does. And as a result, you can kind of see the differences in the way that Pillman approaches things throughout his career, and he, he acts and reacts in ways that are unique, and obviously it, it climaxes with what he's most known for, the loose cannon persona and, and the long con that he tried to pull and did pretty much almost completely successfully pull off. Um, and just that unique outlook colors everything he does. And he's so unique and so special because he was audacious enough and studious enough during a time when that really wasn't the done thing to be as studious about the profession. Everybody obviously learns as you go and learn on the road and stuff like that. But Brian was like a student. He was a note taker. When he went to wrestling school, Everything that Bruce Hart taught him, he would go home and he would write it down in a notepad. Every single drill, every single bump that he took, he would read wrestling books. He would read everything he could get his hands on. He wanted to absorb himself in the knowledge. He quizzed people that other people probably wouldn't quiz. People, you know, When Luthes' book, Hooker, came out, I doubt many people called him up to challenge him on his stories, but Brian Pillman did. And there, there were a lot of things like this that, again, from his personal life, he had a very unique outlook on life in general itself because of his upbringing and when you thrust that into the wrestling world which is just the most bizarre world anyway with with this kind of warped thing of reality and fiction that blends together and brian from the outside a legitimately tough guy a really really tough guy 
surrounded by guys playing the role of tough guys on television and he's just he's legit he knows he's legit but he's undersized at the same time so even though he has something to prove he really has less to prove than most but at the same time he has to work twice as hard to get anywhere it's the, it's the most it's the most unique situation where brian pillman and i'm not sure there's many people like this campbell maybe you can think of some others as well i'm sure the, the listeners can too a guy who overachieved massively relative to what he was a five foot eight guy undersized in the business and somehow also underachieved because you knew the potential when you saw him at his best you knew that this guy could have been a megastar and yet for the tragic reasons that obviously dark side of the ring goes into and the book goes into too never happened and and it's just the most bizarre it's just a fascinating story it's one that he's one of the most dave Meltzer said it on his radio show a couple of days ago and i think it's true i think he's one of the most fascinating people that's ever been in the wrestling business how did it go for you when you decided right this incredible story i'm going to put into words but you know as as a, as a wrestling fan with with some connection within the industry but not a lot of connection with the industry mm-hmm. uh, how do you go about approaching people like jim ross uh, like the family of brian pillman to say i want to write a book about brian uh, can you please pour your soul out to me like how did how did that process start for somebody on the outside so i'd kind of the, the thing that I had done first, which I'm at in retrospect, even though I didn't realize it at the time, this was the best thing I ever did, which was that Kim Wood, who I think is the star of, of the, the Dark Side of the Ring episodes, I think he's tremendous in it. Um, him and Linda Pillman are, are just outstanding on that documentary. Kim Wood was the first person I spoke to, which in retrospect was an absolutely great thing because anyone that I spoke to afterwards, if I mentioned Kim Wood's name and mentioned that I'd spoken to him, Everybody has the utmost respect for him and everybody knows who he is and they know that he's a, pretty much a genius. And in a, in a weird way, that kind of gave me a credibility that was unique because Kim Wood is very connected to Dave Meltzer. Meltzer, I, I spoke to and he had either credibility with him because of the conversation with Kim. And in talking to folks like, again, like Raven and Jim Cornette and Shane Douglas, talking to them, it was a mixed bag. You know, I'd, I'd spoken to Jim Cornette, told him I was doing the project said i would love your involvement and he just he took the ball by the horns i didn't really need to twist his arm that much he just said i would love to be part of this project because i think if this is going to happen and this was the case with a lot of people and it was very pleasant because brian pillman at the time had been kind of out of the public consciousness for a little while i think people really wanted to talk about him they wanted to i, I think there was, this, there was this collective feeling that like me everybody wanted the full true story on pillman to be told and they wanted to be part of it because they had stories and they had so many fascinating stories. And, you know, the only one that was really kind of any kind of a challenge was when I emailed Raven and told him that I was doing this book. He sent me, as you can probably, it's quite funny, sent me this list of like 10 questions, like an interview, like a job interview of like, why are you writing the book? What kind of book is it going to be? What qualifies you to write the book? Who have you spoken to so far? What do you know? Just this big, long list of things. When I answered and told him everything, he just wrote back and said, you answer my questions perfectly. Let's do it. And it was, it was you know, things like that where, again, because I'd built up the knowledge anyway over such a long period of time with notes and newspaper clippings and footage and everything that I gathered over 15 years before I'd even started the book, it was fairly easy to, to convince them that I knew what I was talking about because I'd, I'd done the research and I'd done the work. And, and obviously, like I said, talking to Kim helped a great deal. So it was not as hard as I anticipated. Well, I think because with the Raven thing is especially amusing because I, I think a lot of people you see now kind of going through this vetting process with interviews because it feels like everybody has a podcast. You're talking oh, on course. one now. And yeah. it's a case of, you know, you, you have to sort of sort 
for the lack of a better term, sort the wheat from the chaff in like, is this somebody that actually knows what they're doing? Or is this somebody who's just playing journalist who wants yeah. to have a chat is with it, a wrestler? Is it ham radio? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's that. And obviously you proved it. But when you went to, when you started the, the conversations, uh, you with already this wealth of knowledge about Brian Pillman, was there something that you learned as you were going through that, that surprised and or shocked you about Brian Pillman that you didn't know before? Oh, about a thousand things. Um, mm. As 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 would obviously happen, you know, when you're a student and you're observing what you can see, that doesn't mean that you know there's a whole world behind what you can see in wrestling. That's the, that's the fascinating part of it, and that's kind of half the story with with Brian in the book. But just learning the personal things, like things about obviously everybody knew that he was popular with the ladies. Everybody knew that he had the the personal strife at home and the things like that. There were a lot of things, again, from a studious perspective, things like the fact that Brian Pillman wanted a Screen Actors Guild card, and that was part of the reason why he wanted to go to ECW, because he could have a blank canvas. The promos that he was filming in ECW, the stuff with the pencil, the stuff with him as a chef in the kitchen, that you know, classic stuff that everybody remembers, that stuff was stuff that he was using as demo tapes, essentially, to try and get auditions for, for Hollywood, because he wanted a Screen Actors Guild card. He'd had health problems. He he had They, they recognized there was something wrong with his heart. He'd he'd had basically an attempt to get life insurance that didn't really afford him all that much insurance. And so he wanted the screen actors guild card to get the best insurance. And part of the loose cannon thing as well, again, it's just, it's the, it's the mentality behind it. It's the research he did to, to find, to figure out a way in this, this world where in WCW revenue generating was not really a massive deal during that period of time. How can we in this landscape where, you know, drawing money and drawing pay-per-view buys doesn't mean as much to becoming a star because it's you know it's not eric bischoff's money it's not eric bischoff's company even though he runs it um just the way that he can you know the whole thing behind his perspective of the landscape of wrestling that was the most interesting stuff to learn and obviously the personal stuff there was a lot of personal stuff obviously there's tons in the book tons in the book there's also stuff that's not in the book because there wasn't really a space for it and there's not really it wasn't really appropriate. Um, and there's some things that I was asked not to put in the book that I learned. So there's, there's an awful lot, obviously, that go, when you when you undertake something this big and you speak to that many people, there's always going to be things that even the most learned person... I mean, there were things that came out in the book that Dave Meltzer didn't know. You know, I mean, that should tell you what you need to know right there. Yeah, he knew Brian really well, better than 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 most. And there were things in the book that, that Dave didn't know. So that goes to tell you like just how complex and how well-rounded this story of, of Brian Pillman is. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. On the explosive two-part season premiere of Dark Side of the Ring. If you can watch Flying Brian in his total element... You're seeing one of the true bright minds in the business of professional wrestling. He was on track to becoming the biggest star in wrestling by convincing people that he was the only one that wouldn't do what he was told. A lot of the boys backstage weren't really sure this was real or if this was a work. That loose cannon gimmick, he just took it so far. He was depended on to provide for several different mothers and families, and I think that does weigh on a man. He acted as though he wasn't going to be around much longer. He used to say things like, make sure you find somebody so the kids have a father. I'm like, why would you even say something like that? He's being driven crazy at home. He's supposed to be crazy at work. And in between, he's probably really going crazy. So how involved are you in the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Brian Pillman? So last July, before they started filming it, they got in touch with me, I believe, first. Because they basically asked me, what should the documentary be? Who should we talk to? Which of these stories? And they, they gave me like a bunch of stories. Which of these are true? Which of these are false? And basically just went through like a, a big long talk with, uh, with Howard Sheffman, who's with the story producer of Vice. What is this? You know, what should we do, essentially? And obviously, they'd have, you know, Evan Husney read the book, loved the book. That was the inspiration for doing the documentary, as I understand it. He said it, he said it himself in the last couple of days. So... It was just a matter of helping kind of guide the ship in terms of, I mean, and I stayed in contact with them every, every so often just to kind of say, Hey, how's it going? This is what you need to do. I sent them a couple of documents, um, things like his death certificate and things like that, that I had had, um, that I had on my laptop that I could just send over easily. I don't have a scanner here with a minute, but, um, but things like that, you know, just kind of like chipping in, contributing little, you know, little bits in that conversation where it's like, okay, this is, if you're going to do this. And again, cause I said the same thing to him that I just said to you, this story is so fascinating that it required a book to tell the whole story. You're not going to be able to tell it in 40 minutes, you know, and, and thankfully they did a two parter, which I think is going to be able to tell a little bit more of the story. But even then when you watch part one, you, uh, there's a point where I really wish they were able to just sit down with Kim and Dave and focus on the creation of the loose cannon character because to me that's some of the most interesting stuff but obviously this stuff has to get truncated because there's only so much TV time and also you're introducing it to a whole new audience as well of course the, the dark side of the ring is is bringing lots of non-wrestling fans in to see what wrestling's all about and i think it's going to be an eye-opener uh, for people to hear about the story of brian pillman which is uh, greatly talked about in your book crazy like a fox are there plans to do another we kind of briefly talked about this before we started recording um but do you have any more uh, plans to write again because this this feels like you know the beginning of something amazing but if it's a one and done then Fair enough. But any other plans to write any more wrestling stuff? There's thoughts. There's 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 things. I've actually had multiple suggestions come my way. But to be honest, it's the, part of it too is <laughs> because this one went so well and because I thought this one, I was really happy with the way this one turned out. There is a doubt in my mind about whether or not a, a, you know, another book 
could live up to the standard of this one because this one I thought was I was very very happy with like I said and it would go as well as it did so I, I there are some that I'm I'm thinking about and I'm considering but it's it's just a matter of if I do this is it going to be what I want it to be and that was part of the reason again I self-published Crazy Like a Fox because the, the companies that I'd spoken to who were interested in doing it I, I, it wasn't going to be fully mine if that makes sense and i wanted to be fully mine because i the whole point of me doing it in the first place and taking the leap to writing the book was that i wanted to be able to cram in as much as i wanted um while telling her what i thought was a, a very good story when you say you self-published this book are you surprised with just how far this reached yes and no <laughs> okay struggled with that a little bit i'm su- i'm not surprised that it reached quite far because a lot of the people that were close to Brian by Brian's design in his life were reporters. He was very canny. And again, one of the things that he was smarter about than most was involving himself with the Wade Kellers, the Dave Meltzers, the, the Mark Maddens, people who had an outreach to people, you know, had forums of their own that they were, they were reporting situations to people. He was, he was, he was somebody who, kind of i mean he went out of his way to know everybody to quiz everybody and it, i mean information gathering was a 24-hour job for brian pillman and because he had you know all these tendrils in different elements of media and life i thought when this book comes out the people because again you know mark madden was interviewed for the book dave Meltzer was interviewed for the book reporters who then when they see it themselves and again i had the faith that this was going to be good very good and when it turned out that the you know that those guys liked it and were reporting, and Mike Johnson too, obviously from PW Insider, these guys who were basically saying, yeah, this gets our stamp of approval. We know this story, and this story is good. Then that outreach goes, and then you know I've got people from Cincinnati emailing me saying, you know, talking about the book, and you know, and that was another thing too. There was one of the reasons. This actually is something that I should have actually responded to earlier on when you said things that I didn't know. In Cincinnati, there were people that I spoke to in Cincinnati, and they still think that Brian Pillman committed suicide. They don't realize that it was the heart attack. They because it was reported very quickly in the in the Cincinnati media that it may you know it may have been an accidental overdose, it may have been a suicide. There are a lot of people who when I when I was you know kind of doing the rounds early on who didn't really fully know that. And it kind of surprises you sometimes. You think that things are common knowledge and they're not always. So, so people in Cincinnati, there was a select number of people who, up until when you spoke to them, yeah. thought Brian Pillman had killed himself. Thought that it was a suicide. And, or, wow. or they questioned it. Yeah, they questioned it because it is one of those things where because the seed was planted in people's brains early, even if they ended up revoking it, saying actually it was a, it was a heart attack, um, people, because that seed is there, they, they questioned, you know, what, is it, what is it really? You know, that's kind of the nature of people, especially during that time in 1997 when information wasn't so freely available. Yeah. So people are going to be learning uh, all over the world about Brian Pillman when they watch Dark Side of the Ring. So people who uh, haven't read the book and have just seen, oh, there's a, there's a two-parter on Brian Pillman, and that's all they know. What can people expect? From the documentary? Mm. I think they're going to get a very accurate and a very good snapshot of what made him so unique. I'm already seeing, even though people have only seen part one right now, I'm already seeing people talking about the the nature of how he played Bischoff being deeper than they actually realized. Things like the, the personal stress at home with Rochelle and Melanie 
being more extreme and more kind of ugly than they knew. And I think that it was it was one of those where when I watched it, I was looking for the inaccuracies. I was like, oh, please, you, know, you spoke to me about this. I know you read the book. And there was one point in there because Eric Bischoff tried to get away with the comment that him and Brian came up with a loose cannon so that he could send him to the WWF and then pay him more when he came back one day. And I watched it and I was just like, don't let him get away with that. I know that you spoke to the same people I did who can rebut that. And then it immediately cuts to Kim Wood, who sets the story straight and said, yep, that's the idea, isn't it? Tell a girl that, you know, make a girl break up with you so you think it was her idea when really you're the one that wants out. Like, people are going to get an insight into Brian. They're going to get a glimpse into the way he worked. And actually, more interestingly, I think one of the things that I learned about Brian as well is that Brian dealt with people differently. If he, if he would deal with a Dave Meltzer and talk about things with Dave Meltzer that he wouldn't talk about with a Mark Madden. Mark Madden, he would talk about certain other things. And he dealt with people in a way that spoke to them. He spoke to people in a way that spoke to them so that he could have a a very kind of specific relationship. And I think that's one of the things that's interesting about the documentary is seeing the way Linda Pillman looks back on on her brother Brian, looking at the way Kim Wood looks back on Brian with his stories, which were very, very different. And again, this is what I got in doing the book. Different stories of different types from different people because Brian interacted with them in different ways and would tell different people the different elements of his life and then you have to piece the puzzle all together you see elements of that in dark side of the ring for sure with the way that they have steve austin and jim ross and linda and kim wood who are you know again they're great dave Meltzer's great in it there's there's a, i mean there was nobody on there that should not be on there and as a result you get a really i think you get a good snapshot even though you don't get the full story because time obviously prevents that you do get a very good idea of what's and, going on and if you want a deeper dive into it you get crazy like a fox the Brian Pillman, the definitive chronicle of Brian Pillman by Liam O'Rourke, who is uh, talking to us right now. Now, Liam, where can people get the book? Amazon, baby. Amazon.com.co.uk.jp.de. Wherever you are in the world, it's there for the taking, baby. It's also on Kindle uh, if you want to give it a trial. It's on Kindle Unlimited, I think, actually. So you can go in there and give it a shot. And once you uh, once you get started, I think you'll uh, think you'll enjoy it. It's, it's awkward because me and you go back so many years. Yeah. So it feels not nepotistic because we're not family, but <laughs> gen- genuinely you have written one of the best wrestling books. And Thank I you. feel weird saying that because you're my mate and it feels like I'm just <laughs> blowing smoke up my mate and trying to get him some books sold. But it genuinely is. Uh, this and Wrestle, uh, the death, death of WCW, the best wrestling books ever written. That and, oh, obviously, the, the, uh, that and obviously The Rock says by The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Way to blow your own endorsement. <laughs> hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.